Welcome back to 1497 Podcast. We got a familiar face here. Seems like it was just me for a while, but we, we got a familiar face. We got the other co-host, Devin Ambrose. Devin, welcome back to the show. How you feeling? Thank you. I'm feeling good. How have you been? I've been, I've been pretty good, you know. Just doing schoolwork, keeping up with sports. That, that's about it with me. Just grinding. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's jump right in. Phoenix Suns name their team Phoenix Suns for a reason because they're hot right now. They're hot, baby. The Suns haven't clinched a playoff spot, Devin, since 2010. You know what was going on in 2010? I was jamming to Katy Perry, Usher. I, I was living my best life in 2010. I'm pretty sure you were living your best life, too. I, I think 2010, I was... 2010 was like a period that everyone was having fun at. It was, but come on, stop acting like you're not still jamming out to Katy Perry. Come that's on, true. that's that's true. I, I do I do jam out to Katy Perry every now. I do, I do it all the time. I'm not, I'm not gonna yeah. even lie to you. I do it all the Don't time. Don't be ashamed of it. I'm, I'm not ashamed of it either. Last time, last time, 2010 was was popping, and this this young man by the name of Justin Bieber had this song. That was popping in 2010. Like this is how, like this is how long the Suns haven't been in the playoffs. This song was popular, Devin. The this song, like I Justin, used, to, I used to hate Justin for it. I, I used to hate him too. But Devin Booker was 14 years old. CP3 was in his third season in the league. DeAndre Aiden was 12 years old. For me to, like, go over this right now, I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be a really good young team in the playoffs, and I'll get to that point in a minute. They're the number two seed right now, could potentially play the Trailblazers in round one. And the last time they lost a round one game was in 2008 against the Spurs, and they got mollywalked against the Spurs. And if you guys don't understand that slang term, they got absolutely demolished by San Antonio. It was a 4-1 series. So, Devin, before I get into my spiel, what what are your thoughts on this lovely season of the Phoenix Suns? They're playing amazing. I mean, they, they were showing in the bubble last year a little bit, and now they're they're finally getting it together, young team, finally clicking with the, some veterans like CP3. They got a good formula for success right now. They, they really do, and I really like how CP3 is there because it's the CP3 effect. And I'm going to go to the main point with CP3 being on OKC. Before he was there, OKC was supposed to be a terrible team, a bottom three team of the NBA. CP3 gets there and not only takes them to the playoffs, but they competed against a Houston Rockets team that had Clint Capella, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. So it's just – like, having CP3 on your team, especially a young team, really, really helps because he knows what he's doing. And the last time the Suns had a 40-plus win season was in 2013 20, – or 2009-2010, excuse me. And I'm just, I'm just excited for the Suns. But one more thing that I'm going to talk about – or two more things I'm going to talk about with basketball is what LeBron said about the playing tournament and – Russell Westbrook. Now, if Angelo Eckler was here, shout out to Ange, of course, 
he would be loving the news that I am about to deliver. Russell Westbrook is four triple-doubles away from tying Oscar Robinson's triple-double record. That's just insane to me. And I think I think he'll be able to top it because at this rate, every time I look or see a Wizards game, I know that he's going to get a triple-double. And not only that, they're in playoff contention too. They're in the, the play-in tournament. So what does – like, are you still going to look at Russell Westbrook the same way if they're able to actually make the playoffs? Or is it going to be one of those things where it's like, he gets a triple-double, but he doesn't do anything with them in the playoffs. I mean, the thing with the triple-double is it's not like you're being a selfish player either. Like, the 10 assists is you're helping your team out and you're doing the most you can to help your team win. And, you know, you can hold as much as you want against Russ about not having playoff success, but in the modern era of basketball, it's really hard to have success in the playoffs without having – amazing team and I know that he has Bradley Beal right now it's a pretty good team and not trying to make any excuses for him but he's just been playing outstanding his whole career and he's been getting slept on a little bit because he doesn't have the rings or the finals appearances that other people have and I agree with that and when he had or when he records a triple double they're winning 75 percent of the time they're winning 133 games and only losing 44 that's outstanding that's an outstanding record every time he records a triple-double. So he's not stat-padding. He's actually helping his team out when game in and game out. And Bradley Beal, his playoff his playoff career, he averages 22.7 points per game. So it's not, like, bad. Like, Bradley Beal knows how to play in the playoffs. I just can't wait to see this Wizards team, if they can make some noise in the playoffs, because they haven't been in the playoffs since the John Wall and the Bradley Beal era. And – I just can't wait to see it. Also, another thing that I found interesting to me, I know this is going to make make you get a little smile, Devin. Uh, Russell Westbrook, back in the day, but like three or four years ago, joined Wilt in the, with the only player in this category to go 20, 20, and 20 in a game. That's so you insane. had 20, 20 points, 20 rebounds, and, 21, and 20 assists. 20 rebounds from a guard is absolutely crazy to me. Exactly. Because that's not even your role. You're just doing it to – I mean, not to pad stats, but just doing it because you can. Exactly. You can play and like, like that. And if it's just you on the team, too, it's like – well, he had Steven Adams. Steven Adams is 6'10". So, like, getting more rebounds than, like, a guy who's 6'10 is just absolutely remarkable. That's just remarkable. Now, I know before the show you were talking to me about – LeBron and his comments with the playing tournament to discuss to me and the people what LeBron was talking about with the playing tournament. LeBron said that whoever came up with the idea of the playing tournament should be fired. And wow. I think that that's just him scared that he will get knocked out in the playing tournament because they might have to be playing in it this year. Right. Honestly, I don't know why people are hating. Like LeBron, Draymond, I don't know why people are hating because it's like a second chance. It's like God is giving – or not God. The NBA is giving you a second chance of trying to get into the playoffs. So it's like you're still in playoff contention. All you got to do is win. So, like, I don't think it's a stupid idea at all because for teams like Golden State, Washington, Indiana, 
the Trailblazers, the Lakers, the list goes on and on and on. It's not stupid because you're getting a chance to get into the playoffs. And then on top of that, it's giving teams with lower seeds to get into the playoffs too. So it's like, if you lose, you, you lose. And it's like, it's, it brings into a format of like the NCAA because I'm pretty sure it's win or go home. And I, I really like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. But I really like it too because I feel like it would make the playoffs more competitive overall because let's say there's a team that's hot at the end of the mm-hmm. season and they just – they're the nine seed at the end of the year. They don't make the playoffs. Now exactly. you get to see them play, win, get in, maybe get in. And they're playing the one seed, and the one seed is going to have a lot tougher time playing a team that's hot than a team that maybe they were fourth or, or maybe they're fifth or sixth in the standings at the start of the year, and they've kind of slid, and there's kind of average now. Exactly. He's not going to see as bad matchups in the first round right now. Exactly, and it gives us more exciting basketball to watch. And honestly, when it's playoff time, that's really what you want to see. So LeBron better step it up because I know LeBron can come up in the playoffs, but – and the play in the playing tournament too, you got to step up there, buddy, if you want to win another chip. But that's besides the point. It was a great weekend. Let me let me talk about Chicago. Let me talk about Chicago before I get into this topic. Chicago was at its low. As the cool kids said, Chicago was down bad. We had we were just down bad. And it was like there's no there's really way. no other way to put it. Like, there's, there's no other no, way to put there's it. There's no other way to put it. And I'm watching the draft. I'm talking to you, Devin, while I'm watching the draft. And a trade alert pops up. I'm like, oh man, like, like what what's happened? Like, I already know like the Bears, like the Bears are gonna be terrible. Like, I already discussed this with Devin. The Bears are gonna be awful. But as Usher said in the, the song, Bears are gonna be the Bears. The Bears are gonna be the Bears. But I look, I see the Giants. I see they traded with the Bears. I'm like, wow, this this can't be. And I know this is a family friendly show, but I I didn't in my head when they traded up, I didn't think they're going to draft the man that I'm about to say. I thought they were going to go down the same path, the same route that they always been going to get, going down, and the same path that I always judged them for going down. But man, when I said Ryan Pace stepped up, put his big boy big pants time. on, and made the pick, the pick, the greatest pick in franchise history of picking Justin Fields with the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft at 11. I almost cried, Devin. I almost shed an eight here watching the draft. Go ahead. Express your emotion. I'm just, wow. I was – I was from the moment that they traded up to 11, once that trade alert popped up, I got texts from people on my floor in my dorm hall telling me that I was being way too loud because how loud that I was screaming because how excited I am for the future of the Chicago Bears organization. It, I didn't think it could happen. I was hoping, you know, I was hoping Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft, in my opinion. Right. Could be the first. He could pass Lawrence. But as a prospect, he's not there right now. And it was – at 11 was just such a steal. It really was. Oh, keep going, keep going. My fault. You you go. I, I pretty right. much said it. Any Anywho, like, 
first of all, before I even started talking about the Bears, I just can't, like, go past the fact that Jay Fields wasn't a top, like, not a top three. He wasn't, like, recruited, or not recruited. He wasn't listed as, like, a top three quarterback in this draft class. Like, I get you got Trevor Lawrence there. If you have Mac Jones there, you you damn near should have Justin Fields in there, too. Like, it's the same argument that you can have with Mac Jones for Justin Fields. Yeah, he's an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, he's an Ohio State quarterback. But both quarterbacks prove that they are good quarterbacks, and their numbers prove it as well. Another guy, like Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, I don't think they should be in that conversation. I really don't because Trey Lance's best year, his best year, out of all the completion percentage Justin Fields had was better than Trey Lance's best year when he threw for no picks. That that really stood out to me because he was flawless, flawless, and Justin Fields still had a better completion percentage. I agree. I think, I think Justin Fields should be a Jet right now in all honesty, and when I was looking at the quarterbacks this year, I really thought, you know, Trevor Lawrence is in a category of his own. Yeah, but Justin Fields is in a category of his own outside of the other three first round picks above them. Like he was he was in between Lawrence and the other three just because of what he is as a prospect, what he what he's done, what he's proven, how he's played in big games, how he showed toughness in that Clemson game. Had multiple good seasons, unlike the other three guys. It was just shocking to me that he was still on the board. I I was, too. I'm glad he fell to the Bears. It's just. I, I don't think Chicago has felt this electric since, like, the Bulls won the championship back to that. Or us, the Bears, going on deep playoff runs. Or the Blackhawks winning. Like, Chicago is electric right now. Like, we might even throw a parade for us drafting Justin Fields. That's how That's how fun – or not fun. That's how – yeah, that's how fun. That's how great the atmosphere of Bears fans like, that's the atmosphere for Bears fans right now. And it's just – wait till I say the next thing because the next thing is just going to happen on top. Oh, I was about to add the cherry on, cho- on top. No, I go, go, go ahead. But, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be a Packer anymore on the same day. Blows my mind. And like the Christmas. Vikings are looking to move off of uh, Kirk Cousins because it was just announced that they were looking <laughs> to get fields at 14 if they were still there. The Bears have the – have the best quarterback situation in the NFC North right now. Oh, my God. I don't know how they went from worst to first in one day. Hey, Devin, Devin, you know, I I thought the Lions, I kept on, I I said for like three three or four times that the Lions could possibly beat us twice in a year. Now, we can beat the Lions. If A-Rod's gone, I'm not even worried about Jordan Love, the Jordan Love era. That's a good team, though. It is a good team. Matt is a good coach. They've been in two NFC championships. It's not just Aaron Rodgers, but he's a huge part of that. He is. He is. Kirk Cousins is always going to be Kirk Cousins. So it's like, like for the Bears right now, this is just really good for the Bears. And I heard Matt Nagy say that he wants to treat this like how Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes was treated. And hearing that was music to my ears. It was music to my ears because thinking about that, I'm like, okay. Fields might play the season, and if he plays the season, I don't think that he will be successful because it's not a true process. It's not a true process of letting him 
wait and look at the next guy or the or yeah the guy the guy before him because it's not really showing him anything if he's playing right in his rookie season and we have two I do go ahead go ahead I was gonna say I do like the idea of uh him maybe playing at some point this season I feel like it will happen just because of the fact that I feel like Nagy's on the hot seat, but not as much pace is. And mm-hmm. there's going to be some pressure on both of them to get him on the field at some point so they can get their jobs back. Because if they just play him and hide him, that's not a good look for them keeping their jobs either. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to have yeah. to play at some point. Yeah, I feel that. I, to me, to me at least, if, like, say if we saw him, like, in midweek of the NFL season, it's not just, like, a it's not a true process for me. Like, he's not really sitting down and, like, looking at it it's kind of like a tool talk about talk about law situation where like they just threw him in the ring of fire they just they gave him a stick and said good luck basically because Tua's first game ultimately was against the best nfl defense that time at that time and for a rookie quarterback to be thrown in that situation is pretty alarming pretty alarming he played he played good but still like I don't want to throw fields in that conversation because then if he does bad, it brings up Ohio State quarterback, then Ryan Pace. Because ultimately, Ryan Pace saved his job. I think he saved his job with that move. Oh, I do too. I think with this whole draft, he saved his job. They, the Bears had one of the best drafts in the NFL. Yeah, and They didn't have a whole lot of – I mean, they had picks, but they didn't have a whole lot of picks. They were a playoff team last year who – his future is not looking very bright right now. And mm-hmm. somehow they made that future look 10 times brighter by moving around in the first two rounds and getting guys that they wanted and some guys that were sliding and just getting great value at their draft picks. And one thing that I want to add in, last time Aaron Rodgers was not a starting quarterback, guess where the Bears were? NFC Championship game? The Super Bowl. We made it to the Super Bowl. It was Devin Hester. Devin Hester catches the kickoff return. He's running. He's running. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Bears. Touchdown, Bears. That happened. Like, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be gone, like, I, it's a, it's a bad divorce for Packers fans right now. Like, I'm sorry, but you guys got to feel how it feels not to have a quarterback. And when I get on this topic, I want to ask you this question, Devin. Is it, should Rod, should we blame, who should we blame more, the front office or or Rodgers? Like, which, which one should we put more blame on? Or do you think it's dead center? Um, in my eyes, I think you have to put all the blame on their front office because mm-hmm. – not because of the pick, but because mm-hmm. the pick was never communicated with Aaron. Your who's Aaron Rodgers is one of the best. I'm a Bears fan, but yeah. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to have ever played football, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Right. And if you have a guy like that, you need to communicate with him if you're taking a quarterback, especially in the first round and trading up for it. Like Nagy and Pace even told Andy Dalton, who hasn't even played a snap of Chicago Bear football. Mm-hmm. That they were, and they they told him we're taking Justin Fields, or that could be a possibility, and they let him know, and that's just 
that's how business needs to be done. Like you need to be honest with people and tell them how it really is. And they won't be as mad. I, I completely agree because if you communicate with that with Rogers, all that's doing is letting Rogers know like, Hey, like I'm bringing in another quarterback. That's it. That's all. And I, I might, some, something might change on that day, but I just want to let you know that a quarterback might come in because that let that lets Rogers know and having a franchise quarterback, mad like how Rodgers is right now you have like you can't have that because at the end of the day Rodgers is that guy for your franchise so having your guy absolutely livid at your franchise is not a good look and after that pick too I think they should have went defense 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 because the Packers uh, I'm a Bears fan and I'm Bills fan too but like I I'm not afraid to admit this like Aaron Rodgers hasn't had that defensive help as other quarterbacks had when you look at their when you look at their resume you look at everything so I think that plays a huge part because Aaron Rodgers doesn't play both sides of the field he can only control what's on the offensive side on the defensive side it's uncontrollable for him so helping him out on the defense through drafts you got to do that you got to do that I will say though it is wrong for him to say if the GM, like, I get you're mad, but, like, it's bad for him to say if the GM was fired, he would still consider becoming, like, becoming a Packer again. Yeah, I mean, the GM's got to put food on the table for his family. Like, he needs a job, too. And, like, mm-hmm. he's he's built teams, and I know Aaron is a big part of those teams, but he's built two teams that have gone to the NFC Championship. And – I know it's not the Super Bowl, but they've played great teams in both of those NFC championship games and just, you know, what it hasn't gone their way. And obviously you should be building and using picks to make those teams better. But at the same time, he's loyal to the Packers organization and not as much to Aaron because they're the ones paying his salary. And if if they're sitting there thinking, you know, Aaron has been here for a very long time, he's at this point in his career, I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer. He could re- He's talking about retirement. He'd be a first ballot guy if he retired today. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, he could have gotten hurt last year or he could have dropped off and not had an MVP season like he was going to have. And this Jordan Love pick, like hindsight's twenty twenty. This Jordan Love pick could have been a great pick last year if Aaron Rodgers were to get hurt or would have had like a career-ending injury or just dropped off in play. And that didn't happen yet. He came out and had the best season of his career, one of the best seasons of his career. And so obviously the pick looks bad now, but, you know, there's always two sides of the coin when you look at something. Exactly. Exactly. And that brings me to my analogy. There's two sides to every, there's two sides to every story that people tell and they want it to be in good hands, just like Allstate. So I see like the insurance policy that, they wanted to go after like I'm not mad at them but if you're going to do that at least give yourself some defense because that is the main issue for Rodgers in Green Bay like I know that you want to have you want to have you want to make a cheesecake so bring the ingredients to you for you to make a cheesecake like you can't just pull up and make a cheesecake without the ingredients of the cheesecake and those ingredients for the Packers is the defense because you already know 
you have a Hall of Fame quarterback on the other side. So you're going to need at least a good enough defense for him to be able to win football games. But that's enough talk for the Packers. That's that's enough. That's that's enough. I'm cutting off the, the Packer talk today. Yeah. Making me feel like I'm a Packers fan, dissecting and all the, the Packers problems, Packers divorce and everything. And I'm just I'm just glad that Chicago's is back on the right track. Because I, I didn't know what track we were on, but we we are right back on track. And the train is not stopping at all because choo-choo Justin Fields Express is going right through the station, baby. Yes, sir. But I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just shell-shocked that it happened. I, I, I mean, I, I mocked it that way, and I was doing it like a prayer, honestly. I was like, come on. Feels on the board at 11. Ryan Pace needs to keep his job. Honestly, Maybe they do it. Maybe they don't. We we need to do this all the time. And then like, he did some, it. Like, Ryan Pace needs to be on the hot seat all the time if he's going to make moves like this. He does. He'd be the best GM in the, in the NFL if he was always on the hot seat. He, he really would. He really would. Well, Chicago fans, they, it's it's time it's time for us to go back to our daily lives and, and enjoy ourselves. So I'll be back Thursday with another 1497 podcast podcast episode. Devin will probably be back. We'll see. Justin will be here soon. We're gonna have the gang all back together. And then we can make fun of Justin if the Lakers lose in the playing term or like playoffs or something. You know, that that'd be a nice little Christmas gift too. So like NBA gods, like if you're able to make that happen, like let me know. Like we can, we could talk, we could talk about that. But as always, thank you, fourteen ninety seven podcast listeners. And if you guys are still listening, please like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Deezer Podcasts, all basically all podcasting platforms. Give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Tell your dog. Tell your friend at work. Tell your teacher. Tell everyone and anyone about 1497 podcast follow us on tiktok at 1497 podcast follow us on instagram at 1497 podcast Devin, you got anything else to say it's a great time to be alive that's all i got it, 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 it is a great time to be alive so we about to get jiggy we about to get out of here as always trust the process peace and love we out of here peace